Hello and welcome. This is Story You Talk Radio, and I am your host, Coach Debbie, and I am here every Thursday, 4 o'clock p.m. in the Pacific Northwest, Seattle, Washington, and anytime at all at your convenience on Podcast One, on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever it is that you like to go to to get your replays of shows. But I want to thank you for being here with me right now, live in Seattle, 4 o'clock, for, guess what, my one-year anniversary show, yay, with KKNW, right here in Seattle, 11.50. Oh! I didn't know you all were standing by for that. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Eric Ryder. I think he's behind the scenes doing all that. One year. One year we started on Valentine's Day a year ago. And I really wanted to have that be my first day because eight years ago on Valentine's Day with my sweet Todd Allen was my first day in radio. It was it was Valentine's Day. It was the day after a, a lovely dinner with him where he gave me a, a beautiful, pretty ring and brought me to uh, what was our uh, at-work studio at the time and sat me down on Valentine's Day and said, Hello, world. Here is my new co-host and love of my life and all sorts of sweet things, he said. And I was just like, Wow. Radio, let's go. This sounds fun. And it is. It's an absolute blast. But what makes it so much fun is that you come and join me. And you bring your questions, you bring your comments, you bring your concerns. And we have a wonderful conversation. So I just want to remind you how you make that happen. If you have a question today about our topic, which is honoring your love language. And we're not just talking about romance here. We're talking about your love language at work, with your family, with your siblings, everywhere. And romance, too. Honoring your love language. If you want to call me up and you're local, you can dial 425 373 5527. We will gladly take your calls, 425-373-5527. You can also reach out to me in Facebook Messenger. You'll find me at Coach Debbie, which is D-E-B-B-Y, or on my personal page, Debbie Handrich. It's just like it sounds. Handrich is H-A-N-D-R-I-C-H. And you know my mom gave me D-E-B-B-Y as my first name spelling. So you can find me easily and just type in a question there or do it in the messenger or write to me. I have my email open. It's askcoachdebbie at gmail. Askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. And I'd be more than happy to talk to you about honoring your love language or your Honey pie's love language or your mama's love language, anyone's love language, or just whatever's on your mind. 
we can talk about anything at all. I'll give you a little preview of what's coming next week. Yes, this is this is one of the joys of my life when writing mentors come to town. And Seattle is blessed to have Julia Cameron in town the 22nd of February. She will be in Seattle doing an all-day workshop. And guess what? I decided, since I was so overjoyed of how much she influenced me in the 90s, especially when I was even just thinking of how you might go from being an avid journal writer to a writer, author. How might you go and become an author? And Julia Cameron was really the first person that came into my world. Her book, The Artist Way, jumped right off the bookshelf and into my arms at the perfect time. And I followed that book, and it really, really set me up for feeling the possibility of writing. And it was a time in my life, too, when I knew I wanted to go into teaching. And I wasn't 100% sure that I would be teaching writing, but I think that book kind of help push me over the edge, along with a lot of support from friends and my mama, who always believed in me, and my dad, who believed in me, and like I said, those great people in school, teachers. It's a good feeling. Well, back to February 22nd, the lady herself, Julia Cameron, is in Seattle offering a one-day workshop, and I have extra tickets. Yes, I do. Do you want one? You want to know how you can get one? These are, these are a high, yeah, this, this has a high dollar value on it. So what do you say? What do you say? All you got to do is answer my trivia question that I'm going to offer at 422 today. You just got to be the first person to call in and answer that question. And unfortunately, we're only going to take the first and the second calls because we got a lot going on here. But I'll tell you this, if you know Julia Cameron, you know the answer to this question. And I'm gonna offer it today at 422. So get your phone out, be ready, and you just might win a free ticket to go to her all-day workshop here in Seattle, Washington. Also, just a little bit more upkeep here and what we sometimes call housekeeping is that I am offering a VIP day. That's kind of when we sit down and look at the book that you've been wanting to write and that you don't know if you've got the time for and you're feeling you just don't know how to organize organize it, and we sit down for the day, and we go to town. And we do what might take you a month or two or three or six by yourself, and we do it in a day, and we have fun doing it. And we call out for lunch, and we spend our time in a beautiful place. I'm offering this in March in Seattle, Portland, and in L.A., specifically Santa Monica. If you would like a VIP day, 
All you got to do is write to me at AskCoachDebbie at Gmail or send me a little note via my website, which is CoachDebbie.com. Remember, Debbie is with a Y. AskCoachDebbie at Gmail.com or www.CoachDebbie.com and just say, hey, I want to know more about that VIP day. And we can have a talk, see if you qualify, get you scheduled, and make sure you get the good discount that I'm offering for the month of March. And then I'll do it again in 2020, but I probably won't do it again until then. We get a lot done, and it serves you well to do something like that because you move out of thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking about your book and into taking the great work we've done, all laid out, and getting into your writing. And what I find is that in about 90 days, people have their book done. So if that's you, don't delay. Write to me at AskCoachDebbie at gmail.com, and I'll help get you going. All right, let's dive into our topic You've heard about love languages. I know you have because you're invested in your story. One of the reasons you meet up with me here on Thursdays is because story matters to you, matters to you how you're living your life and how your life is unfolding one story at a time. So you know that having some concept of a love language not only serves you on Valentine's Day, of course, but it just serves you in the day in and the day out of living our lives. I think it was, I know it was, Dr. Gary Chapman who wrote the first book on identifying love languages. In fact, he coined the whole notion of it. And then there have been some spinoffs and directions. But let's just have a little review of what Dr. Gary Chapman offers his congregation and his fans for his writing of the five love languages. And I want you to keep in mind as we talk about it that you likely have one that's dominant and then you have others that you lean into and then maybe some others that, you know, they might not be on your radar so much. So let's just start with the very first one, which is acts of service. The person who has a love language acts of service tends to be giving by doing things for others. And it's usually something that one would have a hard time doing for themselves. My sweet one says he's going to Build me a bookshelf in the spring. Oh, my goodness. If that's not an act of service, I don't know what is. That is a big act of love. And that is so speaking my language because guess what? I can't do it. I can't build a bookshelf. And I would so much rather have one that was custom made for me by my sweetie than, you know, the average off the assembly life line bookshelf. I'd I'd rather have that one. That's an act of love. And we call that 
the, the act of serving. That's a love language. There's also people that offer gifts. And here we might be talking somewhat more about the gifts you buy as opposed to the things you make that I just spoke of. But gifts are often a way to show someone, I care about you. I used to have a boss who was so good at bringing in flowers or candy or a homemade uh, little delicacy or sometimes a stuffed animal. She would offer gifts for people on their work anniversary or on their birthday. I remember how sweet she was. And she brought me a teddy bear and he was holding, it, it was a little stuffed teddy bear, and he was holding a little bouquet of flowers. And it was just to say, I'm so sorry your kitty cat passed. She, she was so good at thinking of people and offering a gift of love to people. That was her dominant language. And I always remember her for that. A third way is one of my favorite ways, and that is offering words of affirmation. Now, some people are skeptics around this. They just say, you're just saying that. You didn't really mean that. Well, guess what? When it's your love language, you do mean it. And you mean it with every little bit of your being. You mean it from your heart. The love language of affirming others with words doesn't have to be a high vocabulary. It doesn't even have to be a proclaimed poem, although it may be. It's just your way of letting someone know how special they are and using your words to do it. And it may be the most simple of words, but they count. They count. A fourth way is that nice physical touch. And you might think this is only for the lovers on Valentine's Day, but it's not. It's not. Was your mom the person that always greeted you with a hug? Was your dad the person that would put his arm around your shoulders and look you in the eye and say, good job? Was it your teacher who would pat you on the shoulder when she would walk up and down the aisles of desks and just let you know that she sees you and she knows you're trying, even though you're kind of sweating there going through a test. These physical acts of touch, they have a profound effect on us, and it's because they're a love language. They come right out of someone's heart. And finally, one of my most favorites, this might tie with words for me, or maybe I love it more, but it's quality time. Ooh, that's good stuff. And it doesn't matter again if you're doing this because you're honoring your Valentine or if it's quality time getting out with your siblings and going on a hike or if it's quality time with your bestie at a great restaurant, enjoying in some bubbly wine and great food, or is it quality time sitting on the couch with someone special to you and taking in that 
greatest Netflix offer? Or is it quality time just sitting across from your favorite sound engineer every Thursday at 4 p.m. because you count on him to do his awesome job and you don't want anyone else. You want him. He's the best. There's so many ways to have quality time. So here are just five ways, five ways, acts of service, your own gifts, your own words of affirmation, that sweet physical touch, and quality time that were ways that Gary Chapman coined the notion of knowing your love language. We are going to go on and talk about how these fit into the stories we live by, and we are going to offer that trivia question on Julia Cameron when we return right after this break. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Kathy Cooper, and every Wednesday from 1 to 2 p.m., I'll be hosting Lost and Found. We'll be discussing all types of losses, but it's not going to be the doom and gloom hour. It'll be an hour of education, support, validation, and yes, we will have a little bit of humor. So won't you join me Wednesdays, 1 to 2 p.m., Lost and Found, because every loss matters, and through every loss, something can be found. Are you ready for something real, raw, upfront, and honest? Then tune in each Wednesday at 2 p.m. right here for Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and the host, Sakura Sutter. This show is unlike anything you have ever heard and was created to help others to help themselves. Hear me follow up with guests I have hypnotized and see how it has improved their lives. I will also spotlight amazing people from around the world. Their skin tips, live readings, and answers to life's burning questions. Join us each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. I am your host, Coach Debbie, and here we talk about the stories we live by and the stories we're writing. I am a professional teacher of writing and a longtime community college teacher, and it is my goal, aim, desire, and purpose to help you get that book that is within you out on paper, in print, so you can do with it as you wish. Your story is wanting to be written. And one of the greatest people I know that helps people move through the stages of writer's block, writer's insecurity, writer's ambition, all of these things, one of the greatest is Julia Cameron. We're going to be taking your call starting right now. And the first person to answer this question correctly, you will get a free ticket from me to go see Julia Cameron and participate in her live workshop here in Seattle, Washington on February 22. All right, here's the question. I'm only going to say it once. What was Julia Cameron's title? to her first book. All right, I'll say it twice. What is Julia Cameron's title 
to her first book. Here's the hint. It's the one she is best known for. It's the one she's sold the most copies for. It's the one that came out in the mid-1990s. It's on the tip of your tongue. You call in, you'll be my first caller to know the answer, and I will give you a ticket. If I don't get calls really soon, because you guys tend to be shy, all you got to do is write into my Facebook Messenger, and again, you got to have the right answer. Okay, moving along here, let's talk about your love language. And I want to remind you that you tend to lead with one. It doesn't mean that if you're a person who loves words of affirmation and you show up offering them and you love to receive them, it doesn't mean that that's the only love language that speaks to you. It means it's the one you lead with. It's the one that really touches your heart first and foremost. And to some degree, it plays a real, a real uh, role in how you are living the stories of your life and how you show up in the stories of your life. So one thing I want to emphasize is when, whenever we're talking about love languages, people automatically go to Valentine's Day and to romance. And you should, because love languages were created to help us all in that area, to help us remember that our communication in our romance is going to be often the thing that saves us or breaks us, the things that binds us or crushes us. Communication is so incredibly important when it comes to our romantic love. And yet, if we're not willing to have the courage to go beyond romantic love with our romantic one, well, we're going to get really, really stuck. Love languages helps liberate you. When you start to understand what your love language is, you can sort of see how you are going to be giving of yourself and you can see how the one in love with you is giving to you. And so those communicative messages that aren't necessarily just spoken directly to you don't continue to fly over your head like I have been so guilty of, so guilty of. Why? Well, I think when, when we know our dominant love language, and I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that I think mine is quality time. As an extrovert, I just, I love one-on-one time with people. I love to collaborate. I love to be creative. I love to talk about stories with people. I love to sit down to a good meal. I love to go on a walk with people. I love to teach people. I love to be a student in the, in the area of quality time where someone is teaching to me. I love, 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 love animals. All that good quality time, it, it just opens up my heart. It makes me feel so good. 
So, that noted, it's really easy if I'm not paying attention to miss the cues from someone that has a different love language. And I've done it in love. I have missed the cues from one that might offer acts of service or one that might offer words of affirmation. Even though I would admit that that's my running up love language, there are days when I even lean in more to words of affirmation. But if I think about what kind of rules my planet or or my life path with stories and how I show up, yeah, it's quality time. And acts of service, that matters, sure. But I might miss it if I'm not really in tune with the fact that I'm sitting across from someone who leads with that love language. I might, I might miss that physical touch from um, my father. There were so many times when he would be telling a story and he would lean over and kind of not slap me on the knee, but kind of give me like a little pat on the knee. And that was sort of his love language coming through at that time of him just sort of saying, pay attention, I got, I got something I'm saying here and I'm endeared toward you. You know, it's that loving pat that comes through. It's so subtle. Uh, there's those, those touches that come through. I remember, I, I think I've told many of you in, in different shows that I was in special ed as a young girl. And I had this one teacher. And whenever she would have sort of this check-in with students, She'd come and she'd sit next to me and she'd put her arm around me and she would just run her arm up and down my my shoulder, just kind of up and down my shoulder. And she'd give it a little squeeze every now and then. And when I think back, the squeeze was always when she was trying to encourage me. You know, she was trying to say, Debbie, I know you can do this. And, and along with that would come this little squeeze on my shoulder. And I think that was Mrs. McCollum's love language. I, I know that many, many, many teachers in this day and age know that we're living in a time where you're not supposed to touch your students. And all I can say is Waldorf teaching and special ed teaching is a whole nother world. Thank goodness. And if we didn't have that sort of contact, we might not have really known and felt and understood the love coming from our teachers because words were hard for us to hear for the hard of hearing. Words were hard for me to see on the, on the bulletin board because I was legally blind. And these are ways in which a teacher or a mentor offers that affirmation, and it comes through physical touch. So as you can see, this goes way beyond the boundaries of what romance is, but it's still a love language. 
And when you know someone's love language, you are just, your, your on switch is on to receive them. And I think so often we misunderstand each other when we're thinking only in terms of our own language and we're not open to receiving or knowing or being exposed to the language of others. Kathy, I see you are writing in, so I am going to get to your question next. But I want to say, I want to say, we have a trivia question hanging out right now, and it's going to go to our first caller. And the trivia question is, what is that very first book? that Julia Cameron is known for. It's the one that sold so many copies. It's the one that's turned into a workbook. It's the one that came out in the 90s. It's probably the one that you purchased, just like me, to feel supported as a writer. You can call in. It's feeling like this might be a shy day for people, so you can write in as well. And if you do, I'm giving away a free ticket to go see Julia Cameron in the Seattle area. So I am going to go right now to Kathy's question. Thank you for writing to me. Uh, Oh, we have a winner. Kim. Kim from, I don't know how to say the name of your town. I'm so sorry. Uh, Kim, I know that's in the peninsula. You are the winner. Kim W. Yes. The title of the book is The Artist Way. Uh, Kim from Ayanindalonana. Something like that. From the peninsula of Washington. Kim W. You are the winner. So all you got to do, well, you don't have to do a thing. I've got your contact information right here on Facebook Messenger. I'll be contacting you and getting that ticket your way. Meanwhile, thank you, Kathy, for being so patient. Uh, Let's get to your question about love languages. All right. Kathy says, yes, I'm very familiar with love languages, but I always thought it was only associated with romantic partnerships. My wife and I are currently having a little dispute And I have no idea what her love language is. Should I ask her outright or should I try to figure this out for myself? I am really wanting to patch things up before Valentine's Day comes. And in my time zone, time zone, in my time zone, it will be here very quickly. (laughs) Okay, Kathy, that's a great question. So your wife, your wife and you having a bit of a dispute. You know, sometimes we're afraid. We're afraid to ask someone what they need and what they want from us. And usually it's because we're more afraid that we won't be able to give it. So is this ringing in any way true for you, Kathy, that... If you go to her directly and ask her, are you afraid that she might put something out there and she can't deliver? 
If you are, you're not alone. But I really want to encourage you to do that, to go directly to her and just saying, I, I really, I feel this dispute. I feel the excitement for Valentine's Day coming. And I, I want to know how to love you more. Just, just say it to me. I want to know how to love you more. And she might not be versed in love languages. She might, she might just say, listen, when you, um, I'm going to make something up here. When you left the dog outside for 12 hours last week, I lost it. Don't ever do that again. Um, so now you're not really talking about love languages with her, but you got to know something about her that maybe you didn't already know. That That's hard for her that there's some relationship between her and the dog that she feels got ignored. And Kathy, all you got to do is say, I'm sorry. Let me know how I can make this up to you on Valentine's Day. And again, you're just putting it in her lap. You're just asking her to feed you the magic potion of makeup time. All right? And, and in time, you're going to get to know what her love language is. You could even, oh, this just came to me. You could even use it as an example. You could say, sweetheart, I don't know if you've ever heard of these wacky things called love languages that Coach Debbie was talking about on the radio the other day, but I did notice that my love language is all about acts of service. And you might not know this, sweetie, but I really do want to be more of service to you. And maybe by just saying that to her, maybe you'll start to see or feel or wonder if she really wants some quality time. If she's actually using the dog as a way of saying, you know, you left the dog alone for 12 hours, I'm worried you're going to leave me alone for 12 hours. Love is so tricky, Kathy. It's so tricky to find the ways to communicate with our loved ones. But I just want to invite you to standing up and showing up and asking her, how can we patch this up and go on? And how can we have a lovely Valentine's Day together? I want to be happy with you. I bet you that fixes it. If it doesn't, give me a call and we'll brainstorm together, okay? I'd be happy to work that out. That was a great question, Kathy. Uh, I wonder what your time zone is. Here in Seattle, Washington, where we are broadcasting live from KKNW, 1150 a.m. in Seattle, we're at 438. We're just about to take our second break here. This is Story You Talk Radio, and I'm your host, Coach Debbie. And I'm talking to you about honoring your love language. And the last segment of the show is really going to be about understanding your own love language and ways to honor it. All righty, stay tuned, and we are going to come back right after this break.
Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m., right here on Alternative Talk 1150, raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Okay, men, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're going to go out there and be an all-star caregiver. It's up to you. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna go grocery shopping, cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. You gotta dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Don't you forget about the pharmacy. I know you won't, because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. This is your time to show the world, your family, and yourself that you're tougher than tough. Now go out there and be the best caregiver this world has ever seen. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Broaden your horizons. You'll be amazed at all the topics we cover on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. This is our live show, and I am your host, Coach Debbie, and we just had a winner for the trivia question. Thank you, Kim, for having the courage to text in. I would have loved to have talked to you, but maybe you're in the car. Maybe it just didn't work out, but you're still the winner. You're still the winner, and we're going to get a ticket your way. So the answer to the question, what was Julia Cameron's fabulous first book? It's called The Artist Way. It was such a good book for me. It was all about recovering a sense of safety as a writer, a sense of identity as a writer, a sense of time management as a writer, and just this sense of belonging in a writer's world. Because so often... We don't feel that we really fit in. We feel like we might be the imposter. And what I found in that book was that I was so, so comfortable being one who journaled, but I wasn't comfortable thinking of myself as a writer or worse, that big word, author. Oh, my goodness. How do you do that? But I'll tell you how you do it. You start small. You send in your writing to publications that are are doing articles. You know, not a full book, but an article. You start your own blog. You can put up anything you want on your own blog. You send in your work to literary magazines, especially if you're writing creative nonfiction or if you're writing short story fiction or if you're writing poems If you're writing a haiku, you only need 12 words. So start there. Why not? And you're an author. Yeah. Get it going. Now we even have online authoring for places like The Salon. If you've never checked out thesalon.com, I invite you to do it and let me know how your experience was. 
Okay, let's come back to how we honor our love language. This is the live show right before Valentine's Day. And so I wanted to pick a topic that honors love, but also honors you living your story from a loving place. So I just want you to think about this for a moment. One of your dominant ways of being loving is either that you are someone who offers acts of service, you're someone who offers gifts, words of affirmation, physical touch, or quality time. You might be seeing in your mind that there's one of these that stands out for you more than others. And you might even be seeing it more naturally with how you love in romantic relationships. But I'm going to ask you to expand here. My coach did this with me last year, and it has literally changed how I do business. Because one of the things he said was, if your definition of success doesn't have love in it, get another definition. That's Robert Holden in London, and he is the founder of Success Intelligence, the author of many books, and we were working one-on-one together. And when he said that to me, I was dumbstruck. I couldn't say anything back. And yet I felt something inside of me. It felt like that made the most sense that I had ever heard, ever been coached in just the terms of running a business. If your definition of success doesn't have love in it, get a new definition. In other words, if I'm out there coaching people to write their books and I'm not really coming from a place of loving what they're creating, loving our time together, loving the time and energy I've put into educating myself so I can show up well for them, if this isn't really an area that I am investing in because it all started with love, yeah, I might want to think about a new career. I'd never really thought of it that way. It even goes to marketing. If I'm reaching out and marketing and I'm not really feeling a love connection to it, and for some of you, you're going to be like, a love connection? Yeah, a love connection. That place of my heart, not just my mind, not just thinking out how marketing works, but really feeling into how good it feels to connect with people that want to write their book, to connect with people that want to listen to a radio show about the stories we live by. If I'm not connected to that, I'm probably in the wrong business. Good news is that I am connected to that. And the great news is that when he said that to me, when my coach Robert Holden said that to me, if your definition of success doesn't have love in it, get a new definition, I just felt myself on this solid yellow brick road that was truly leading me home. Or as Ani Anderson says, 
truly supporting my soul intentional work. And this is the same for you. It is exactly the same. Maybe, 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 maybe the career you are doing means so much to you because, and I'm, I'm just going to make up stuff here, hoping that I reach all of you, but maybe the career you do is so meaningful to you because you get to spend time with children. And if that's true, it's very possible that you honor your love language of quality time. That being with children, having that quality time, getting to work with them is your way of honoring your love language. And if that's how you're spending your day, just think of how that ripples into everything else that you do. Maybe you are a person who goes to work and what you do is you build things. You build homes. Maybe you're a woodworker and you build furniture for people's homes. Maybe you are someone who builds outside. Maybe you are someone who builds communities. If this is you, you are definitely someone who has a very strong, if not a dominant love language of your acts of service. You give to people with the way you work with your hands, with the way you serve. Maybe even it's that gifts, being someone who offers gifts is your number one love language. But I'm, I'm going to guess that that act of service, working with your hands, it matters to you. My dear Todd Allen once said to me that he is a machine whisperer. He has a hydraulic repair shop, and he says machines speak to him, and they tell him what they need. And he goes in and problem solves and fixes them. Now, that might sound a little woo-woo to you, but I have complete faith that he has such an understanding of machines that his act of serving in the world is to take something that is broken and mechanical and make it like new. And that's one of the ways he shows up as a loving human being in the world. One of the ways my mother shows up as a loving human being in the world. And she is definitely someone who gives acts of serving to others. Is it her dominant language? It's certainly one that she honors. And that is she creates things with her hands by way of knitting, crocheting, quilting, embroidering. The things she can do with a pair of knitting needles or with her quilting hoop are, are Smithsonian quality. She has, I'm not, I'm not going to say a knack because it just doesn't honor what she can do. But if you were to sit down with one of her quilts and look at her stitches, they are all the exact same length, and they are tiny. And she does every single one by hand. 
And sometimes those quilts take a long time. But what does she do? She turns around and donates them. And she might donate them to Lucky Me, or she might donate them to someone that doesn't have a quilt to put on her child's bed. This is one of the ways she gives her love. And she honors it by doing something with it every day. What is it that you do? Don't sit there and tell me you don't do anything. Don't tell me you don't have a love language because you do. You might not be sure what it is, and it's probably because you like them all or that you like three of them a lot. But there's probably one or maybe even two that you lead with. And if you know it, you show up differently in the world. If you know you are someone that just loves, loves, loves to offer your words and to affirm others, that's going to help you make career choices. I once had this career. (laughs) It was such a bad match for me. It was working on uh, what you call a tech helpline. And it, it, it was a side gig. It, it was in addition to teaching. And it was a stipend I took because I was one of those early people that learned how to teach online. And they needed someone who could come in and explain on the helpline how to fix a, a, a problem. Now, I knew I was not a, bad, uh, a good fit. I really did. I knew it in my heart and soul. But I needed the money. And when we need the money, sometimes we're not honoring where our real skills are. So I would take these calls. And it'd usually be someone frantic, someone who was just scared out of their mind, someone who thought they had lost their entire class. And what I found was... I didn't really use my words so well to tell them how to fix their problem. I used my words well to talk them off the edge of the cliff. That's, that's really where I soared. And when I started to notice that I couldn't really think on my feet and come up with the tech advice, I went to my boss and I said, how would it be if I started offering classes how-to classes for people that want to learn how to teach online. And that would get me off the help desk and put me in a position where I could nurture the faculty with my words because I was starting to, to learn that that's where I would really shine. I wasn't someone that you could put in a, in a high-intensity phone line situation And just know how to fix the problem. But I was the person that could go off and come up with five great tools of how to create an online class and be available to people and talk them out of the fear that they couldn't do it and show them ways that they could. Because I do use heartfelt words of affirmation to help people know where they're skilled and to help people get through to the other side. But am I quick on my feet? Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know 
if thinking that I am or trying to push myself to be that is really honoring my love language. I think it's not. And so to know my love language and to try new things and then to start to honor it by saying, ah, I know what it is. I need time with things. I need to be one-on-one with people. That's, that's where I'm going to really soar. Then, then we're back into our place of really loving it all again instead of white-knuckling our way through it. What's yours? What are you thinking is your love language? Does it come through in gifts? Are you one of those people that gives gifts of experiences? You know, you're not, you're not necessarily the one that goes out and you buy the box of something and wrap it in the bow, but you think of what would change a person's life and you go and you find a way to offer it. Are you that person that's a little flush and that could do something really, really thoughtful for another if you decided to offer that gift of experience? I know someone who recently took his wife on a helicopter ride. And one of the reasons he chose to give her this gift was because they, they discovered a stage three. Yeah, it's a, it's a really hard time for this couple. And he reached into his heart and said, I got to do something she's always wanted. I have to do it now. I can't wait for Valentine's Day. And on the call, I said, do you know your love language? And he said, Debbie, I don't have a lot of time here. And I said, okay. (laughs) All right. What, What is something you have done that she has loved? And he started to list things off. And he said, she... She just loved it once when I just up and took her to Vegas for the weekend. She loved it that time we went to Hawaii. She loved it that time that I bought her a class. And I said, what's something she's been dying to do? And he said, go on a helicopter ride. And I said, there you go. There you go. You are a man who gives gifts. And you give gifts of experience and you give them from your heart And it sounds like you've got someone who receives them very well. So why don't you do that? And he reached into a pocket that has been quite deep and quite resourceful for him. And they did it. And they didn't wait till Valentine's Day. And it was beautiful. And you know what? It was necessary. It was necessary that they reach into and honor his way of loving her because it's possible that they don't have a lot of time. So when you are showing up in your life and when you are living that story you know how to live by, just make sure you are bringing in some kind of love language. Take a little time and find out what's yours or what's your favorite two or three. Find out what your honey's is, and then go out there and share that love language. I hope this has served you, and I am going to be back next week, maybe with a special guest, but if not, to really talk about Julia Cameron's work and to honor her 
and her arrival to Seattle, Washington. Until next week, namaste, my friends. I'll see you back here next Thursday. <laughs>